Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. Woo! You're so excited today. Why are you so excited? I mean, I may sound excited, but Rachel, I have to tell you, my worst night, one of my worst nightmares has happened. Oh no. What is that? People keeping me from getting sleep. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, I have a a group of loud 20-somethings that moved in next door. Um, I currently, I share a wall with them Mm. and... It's and we have pretty thin walls. They they might even hear me talking about them right now. Oh. Um, they moved in last week. They had a bunch of people over f- the whole weekend, and they woke us up Friday night. But it, it's it was really Saturday night because it was at four a.m. Um, they were playing music and like yelling, and I was shocked. I looked at my phone. And I was like, "It's four a.m." Like. Go go to bed. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm old or whatever. But like. you're over thirty, and so this is nonsense to you. No, I mean we've all had horrible neighbors, and we, we can totally relate to what you're going through. How many people do you think are living in that apartment? I haven't identified the actual tenants. They there's just so many people coming and going. There's that a lot I've of guests. Seen. Okay, a lot of people. They all look like they're fresh off the graduation line, like straight from the frat house to their first apartment out of college. Um, this but, is a real conundrum because I, I assume yeah. you. It's not like you probably went over there and pounded on the door and told them to Mm-mm. be quiet, right? Like, what what recourse do you have when your neighbors suck? Well, guess what? This is the great part about living in, the, perhaps the greatest part about renting. Um, in in our community, we have a courtesy patrol. Oh. So, yeah, and so quiet hours are officially from 10 p.m. to 8 a.m., um, which is like 8 a.m. is kind of that's kind of late. It's like, a little late, you know. but like, I'm not gonna. Let's <laughs> but not it's argue Los Angeles, point. yeah, yeah. Um, and so thankfully, you know, I can give Courtesy Patrol a call, and I did both both nights. Um, wait, so did they actually do anything? Did you hear them come and reprimand? Yeah. Yes, I heard him oh. knock on their door. Yeah, and they promptly lowered the volume. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. So, I'm very thankful that I have like A, that resource from my community, um, and B, that they were like amenable to being quiet and like respectful of that. Um, I mean, they probably just don't want to get in trouble for like, right, too but you many called them twice, Tw- two times, two separate times. Okay. But so they're not that amenable to being quiet, <laughs> is my point. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> they did it again, and you had to call again. Well, different, maybe different party, different. <laughs> You're giving a lot of leeway to these obnoxious neighbors. Um, I'm trying to like give the benefit of the doubt because I don't want to be that like crotchety like neighbor. But like, I also, I'm sorry. Like, on like my husband Michael had to work on Sunday, like the next day. So and like on a night shift. So yeah. like. He had to get his sleep. If you don't already know, Natalie's husband is a doctor, so he is on the front lines doing a lot (laughs) of great work right now. So this is, you know, and 
blessed to everybody who is working on a night shift. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's important. Not like like sleep can... is very important to right, us. Right, 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 right. And it stresses me out. Like it does. It really does give me, you know, just the thought of like this being an issue mm. moving forward does give me anxiety. But I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I'm grateful that I have this courtesy patrol that like, on speed dial now <laughs> i am <laughs> i'm not afraid i'm not afraid to call you're a frequent um, flyer gotcha yeah i'm not afraid to call i've certainly had my fair share of nightmare neighbors so i think we can all understand where you're coming from and i think mm-hmm. it would make a great tv show yeah and apparently the folks at hgtv think that it would too this is a great oh, segue into our next segment we just read a big piece in New York Magazine. Was it New York Magazine or New Yorker? It was the New Yorker. Sorry. I apologize. New Yorker. About HGTV. It was a thorough analysis of their programming. Um, Truly but it thorough. offered it offered up uh, some glimmers into the future of HGTV programming and what we might be able to see in in the months and years to come beyond Chip and Joanna Gaines, beyond the Property Brothers. So we might see shows like Nightmare Neighbors 911 or Meth House Makeover. What do you think of that? Like HGTV going dark. Natalie, what do you think of that? Well, this story was interesting because, yeah, it did. It, it essentially dropped us into a board or not a board meeting, but a, a meeting with these like high up HGTV or Discovery execs talking about like, look, we need to darken things up. It's, you know, it's almost become a joke at this point about how formulaic every type of show is. It's right. like, you know. By the end of it, you're going to have a thrilled homeowner walking through a house, looking at their island and their open concept home with their statement wall, and there's going to be hardwood floor. It's like, and everyone's happy, and it's like peachy keen. And and so this executive called this meeting and was essentially like, give me some ideas that are a little bit more edgy than just like, you know cute couple goes to renovate house in the suburbs. I guess some of the ideas were, as I mentioned, Nightmare Neighbors 911, Meth House Makeover, which would be a series about the experience of people who had unwittingly bought a former meth lab, mm-hmm. um, or possibly entrepreneurs who are looking for expense, inexpensive former meth labs to buy and renovate. <laughs> like Meth House Flippers is yeah. what they said. Um, which, the- Okay. The world's weirdest realtors is an idea, and that would offer uh, a, maybe a look at oddball real estate agents who... <laughs> <laughs> I love this one, actually. This is great. This is, they've got a realtor who specializes in polyamorous families, a mm-hmm. realtor who's a circus performer, and a realtor ventriloquist. I mean, it just sounds like a real parade of freak shows, and I I kind of love that. Um, And they said that these were, like, rejected pitches. These would be, like, just a parade of realtors who had, like, pitched a show to them about, like, this quirky thing that they do. 
Like, at least they <laughs> and while we're not going to give it. you your own show, <laughs> we'll put you on this show about how weird you all are. But I mean, I would watch it. There was another I think one I'd watch it too. Uh, this was another rejected pitch. It was described as tipsy house hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked this one because I think we can probably all relate to having a few drinks and like uh, around 11 p.m. logging on to realtor.com and just scrolling through through home listings. So I, I get the tipsy house hunting thing. Yeah. Um. So it was interesting to hear that they're kind of trying to shed this like picture perfect facade um and you know go for some more edgier programming I think networks like TLC and Bravo have been able to do that in Mm. in a good way I remember didn't HGTV say too that they wanted to um, incorporate some like real life drama into their programming a little bit more. So like Christina and Tarek's divorce, yeah. like let's talk about it, you know, or like, I don't know, like the Alice and Victoria drama and like what happened with all of that with like Windy City flips, Correct. Or Windy you're, City rehab. You're exactly right. When they doubled uh, the number of shows that they were going to premiere this year, they also said they were going to incorporate some more real life drama into letting you know the characters that they were displaying. So it's not just this picture perfect, you know, house hunters formula where you don't really know anything about the agents or the backstory of them or the backstory of the families. They really want to kind of bring in that real housewives sort of drama, the Bravo drama into HGTV. Mm -hmm. So I, I think HGTV figured out a model that really worked. And I, this article quoted somebody as saying that um, HGTV is like a nightlight. You just turn it on and leave it on. And mm-hmm. I think that's a perfect description. It's very comforting. But at a certain point, you have to go from the network of like being a nightlight to I want to actually pay attention. I want to tune in and I want to see what's next. Right. And they talked about um, cable versus streaming and how that is kind of influencing their programming. How, you know, people will buy a subscription to Netflix or Hulu because they're doing this like six part documentary on, you know, this crazy true crime that was like so high profile and stuff. It's like, you know, there's there's programming that draws people in as opposed to like, I think they said here that HGTV, their like value or, or the Discovery Plus like value proposition is like, we just have so much content. Yeah. Like it's just hours and hours and hours of content. So like just you subscribe for that purpose. But I do think that they also are trying to have these types of programs that people are like, I have to get this, this subscription because, yeah, because like I need to see this show. Exactly. I mean, you just summed it up. There was one exec with HGTV who the New Yorker interviewed and he said, HGTV has to evolve from we're there when you need us to I've got to have you. And I think Mm -hmm. you just perfectly sum that up. That's exactly what they're trying to do. Now, whether any of these shows come to fruition, I don't know yet. This article didn't say that Meth Lab Makeover is in the works. Um, I don't know that we're going to be seeing, you know, tipsy house hunting anytime soon. These are all just ideas that they threw out. Um, (laughs) 
another one did, did you did you see at the end here that Lil John actually submitted a proof of concept tape yes um, I wrote this down <laughs> I loved that for a sh- for a show with the working title torn down for what <laughs> and the concept favorite. is literally just Lil John goes into the rapper Lil John um who goes for all of our listeners who aren't immediately familiar with little john he's the guy who goes yeah i think (laughs) yeah i think you should keep that in um but i also think that you should play an audio clip of little john yeah but essentially the the concept for his show is just like little john it's like pimp my house essentially like like the mtv show pimp my ride it sounds like he just goes into houses and just all over them well, no, he like creates crazy features. It sounds like he's like, we'll tear this wall out. We'll tear this roof out. Uh, and then we'll build a 20 foot skyscraper in the middle of your house. <laughs> like, I would watch that. And I'm that's the whole in. thing. They were like, would you not watch? Like, yes, it's ridiculous. But would you not yeah. watch this? Because it's little John with going into homes and just saying ridiculous things. And the title, the working title is torn down for what like that yeah. is perfect that is that's perfection so it's like little john plus hgtv and honestly that's like that's why we watched beach cabana revival or whatever Royale, that show was yeah. called with snooki because it was snooki plus hgtv that's literally we said we saw snooki we saw hgtv and we said we have to watch this. sign me up yeah so 10 out of maybe, 10 would watch torn down for what yeah, like maybe this is this is just a genius idea. Um, one more like TV related thing that we that we want to talk about because we were just talking about HGTV and like the new programming that they're going to have. Um, it was announced on Deadline today or not today this week um, recently that um, HGTV is creating a what not to wear spinoff pilot um, about home design loosely titled what not to design and raven simone is set to host i mean okay so i i watched what to- what not to wear um in the past i love that show the concept was incredibly simple you know the two hosts go and there some so someone is submitted to them via a friend or family member the person has really bad personal style and fashion. Um, and the hosts essentially opened their eyes to the possibilities of what can be. Full disclosure, never saw the show. Yeah. However, can't really see how it's any different from other fashion shows out there or design shows where we're essentially telling people what not to do. Yeah. When I read the description for this, I was like, this is so basic, this idea, right? It's So it would just be Raven and a designer and a um, a contractor or like a, a builder that go into people's houses that are outdated. You know, they have ugly decor. They have like weird collections of like too much stuff. Um, and they tell them how to improve it. And I'm like, this is... This is simple. <laughs> just really generic. Like, it's just, like, generic TV formula with a celebrity. Essentially. And it that's why I think it could kind of be a hit. <laughs> like, simple concept, easy to grasp, like, easily digestible. But do we care about Raven? Raven, 
she was on the view so like obviously she had an audience for them to cast her on that i i didn't know that she was in design um aficionado. but do we think she is Although a lot of times these people don't have to be as evidenced by the fact that Snooki hosted an HGTV show. So I think this show, I mean, maybe it will give them an opportunity to showcase, you know, some crazy houses or some ugly, some so crazy outdated ugly decor. And it's like, what is this? I mean, we see these houses all the time on Realtor.com, just Mm. like ugly houses, like, oh my God, what is happening inside that house? Like that. The one that I found this week. The Las Vegas Raiders house? The Las Vegas Raiders house with like, there was like goth extreme. There was like coffins on the walls. Guys, this was a weird house. And I think ordinarily we would talk about it. Well, let's talk about it for just two seconds. And we will link to this in the show notes. It was a weird house that was part goth vampire meets Las Vegas Raiders fan. Um, In... Baltimore in Baltimore Maryland Mm -hmm. of all places there and there was a lot so much black and silver like that's all it was that was the that was the color scheme there was nothing else yeah there was a railing that led up to this like balcony or this um like attic area and it was uh spider webs like on (laughs) on the spindles like instead of like it was they leaned so far into the goth theme and they had like crucifixes on the or crosses on the walls and yeah it was just it was puzzling there was, was a puzzling. lot and we're writing about this we'll we'll post the the pictures on the show notes <laughs> but I mean I assume that they don't they don't they don't give an f like yeah but that's but you know what I I want to meet these people so are these the people on this show are they like do they not know that they're making design mistakes and Raven and her team are going to come in and be like, you're doing this, this, and this wrong? Or, like, how horrific are these these homes going to be? Like, I mean, I think that would make for more interesting programming. Like, I'd love to see Raven Simone go into this, Bal- this Baltimore uh, Raiders <laughs> gothic home and, like, talk to the homeowners and, like, see an intro package of the homeowners just the freaks that they are or maybe they're not you know i don't know they sound scary i'm not sure that i would want to come (laughs) face to face with them in a dark alley and tell them how to decorate their home wait did you do you remember that part where they talked about the martha stewart show uh vaguely it almost made it they they kind of made it seem like that was a hasty decision by hgtv and like not the not the best decision because it said to spend time with Roosh and his colleague Roosh is a one of the executives and his colleagues in the course of the past year was to see an undaunted response to two crises one crisis the pandemic shut down most television production at HGTV this resulted among other experiments a hurriedly commissioned gardening show shot partially by Martha Stewart uh regal and spacey talking to her peacocks and by members of her staff i just thought that was interesting that they said that martha stewart's show well yeah because we'd reviewed martha's show and i think both of us were left a little bit wanting and kind of like uh we were like yeah we were like does this work i don't know so it sounds like they weren't really sure that it worked either yeah but because of the pandemic they were forced to just put crap out there 
Yeah. Yeah. Something. <laughs> Something, anything. Martha Stewart plus Snoop Dogg. We've all, what a new concept. <laughs> um, I know, but I would watch Lil John plus real estate any day. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. Give me torn down for what? Give us Lil John plus a sledgehammer, please. <laughs> it's 2021. Let's get weird. <laughs> yes. Get me. I'm, I'm sorry, and Chip and Joe. You're great, but vom and that's all and and we know that that exists like we can head on over to magnolia network and see some wholesome programming if we want to that's true they don't have to be mutually exclusive like no you can enjoy both they can all exist we can we can enjoy what we want to enjoy and i am for one very very glad that hgtv is thinking outside the box absolutely We don't have any making moves this week, so we are going to skip that segment. Um, pretty dormant on the move, the, the celebrity real estate moves front. However, we do have some winners and losers for you, so we're going to head straight to that. Winners and losers, of course, is our segment uh, where we cover celebrity real estate and the properties that they bought, sold. Or rented. Um, we choose one loser and one winner. And let's start with our loser. <laughs> our loser this week is In and Out heiress Lindsay Snyder. In and Out is a fast food burger chain uh, in California and Nevada, Arizona, several other West Coast states. Mm-hmm. I would say it's amazing. I'm a Big In and Out fan, uh, Natalie. I think you are too. I am. Um, I've heard it compared. Sorry, to... sorry, Shake Shack. I lived in I lived in New York for four years. Yeah, it's I compared to, to Shake Shack, right? It's it's compared to Shake Shack. It's compared to Whataburger. Um, it's it's great, but uh, the state of of uh, this girl's sale is not so great. Yeah. So Lindsay Snyder is, I'm assuming, the daughter of the founder of In-N-Out restaurants, burger burger joints. Um, and she's our loser this week because she dropped the price of her SoCal mansion by $3 million. And she actually dropped the price below what she bought it for. So she bought the house, uh, the, the mansion, excuse me, in 2012 from... Um, Baseball Hall of Famer Adrian Beltre for $17.4 million, and she has just dropped the price to $16.8 million. And she's actually been trying to sell this place for a while. Um, it was originally on the market at just just shy of $20 million, uh, 19.8. So, yeah, this one, she, she's struggling to find a buyer for this Yeah, I want to take a house. second to say that she's going to be a-okay, though. She is 38 years old, and she became the youngest American female billionaire on her 35th birthday. And that is when she inherited full ownership of In-N-Out, which was founded by her grandparents in 1948. Okay. Thank you for, so for getting So she is the granddaughter straight. of the In-N-Out founders. Got um, it. Okay. She's going to be okay. She won't be asking anytime soon if you want a side of fries with that yeah (laughs) um this house is just 10 minutes northeast of pasadena 
um, in Southern California. So, I mean, it's a beautiful property. There's a basketball court. There's a tennis court. There's a golf hole, it looks like. There's um, a pool. It's it's an amazing estate. I think it's just a matter of finding the right the right buyer. It's Mediterranean, you know, which has kind of fallen out of fashion. It's, yeah, you know, it's that awfully quintessential. heavy inside. I would say it's, it's, yeah, it's got double staircases, like, you know, Titanic style. Um, mm-hmm. it, the kitchen's very heavy, lots of dark wood. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not my taste. Um, Classic mod- Mediterranean, just yeah, outdated is what I would say. And so that's, clearly been one of the barriers don't um, love it for her but if you look at just the offerings alone I mean there's an outdoor kitchen the gorgeous pool um we'll link to the the the, these photos and the story in the show notes so you can take a look but just imagine like 2005 Mediterranean uh Spanish style like home (laughs) massive mansion beige plaster walls like don't imagine it click and click and see and tell us what you think (laughs) exactly so anyway so she's our loser of the week i just had in and out the other night though you did yeah i did what did you what's your we have to know what's your in and out order my go-to is a double double no tomato with chopped chilies and onions okay a double-double that includes cheese, of course. Yes. I like the cheese on there. The I semi-regretted getting the chopped chilies this time. Usually I really like it, but it, there's a lot of heat. Like, it <laughs> it was it was spicy. Um, yeah, that's, that's my go-to order. What's your go-to order? My go-to order is really boring um, because I don't like cheese. So... <laughs> I know. I don't know why we're friends. I know my my husband too he just he just shakes his head when the fry order um but I like a hamburger with raw onion um mm. tomato and lettuce uh no sauce and I put ketchup on it and a regular fry <laughs> so basically grape nuts <laughs> basically gr- the grape nuts of in and out yes but you know what it's it's damn good. It, those French fries, I just... <sighs> really? You like the fries without the... Wait, 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 wait. Uh, sorry, we got to talk about this for a second. You like the fries without anything on them? I eat them with ketchup, yeah. Their fries are the worst part. Like, I find them only tolerable when you get them with cheese or animal style. Their fries are so good. Oh, God, They're... why are we friends sometimes I eat them without ketchup I don't understand you as a person it's just fried potatoes fried potatoes and salt that's all you need with a little bit of ketchup yeah but McDonald's has superior fries ah yes I just like the pureness of the potato all right (laughs) okay we can argue we can have a potato podcast later yeah potato podcast um Anyway, in and out, Eris, Lindsay Snyder is our loser this week. Uh, Rachel, tell us who our winner is. Our winner this week is NBA star DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus. We, we are going to give you a big history about DeMarcus. We know <laughs> so much about him. Uh, in fact, Rachel, 
which team does he play on? <laughs> I don't know. He's a free agent right now, actually. I do know that. So he doesn't, does that mean he doesn't have a team? I think so. Okay. Wait, hold on. Okay. Let me make sure on that. Let me make sure on that before I. He's an all-star. Um. Yes, he is still a free agent. Uh, there's lots of stories in the news about possibly the Clippers or the Miami Heat possibly wanting to sign him. Oh, it looks like he played for the Sacramento Kings. He also played for the New Orleans Pelicans, the Golden State Warriors. Yes. That's all great, but this isn't this isn't a sports podcast. <laughs> We're going to talk about DeMarcus Cousins's um, real estate. And the reason that he's a winner is because he sold his house for more than he paid for it. Bravo to you, DeMarcus. Um, and we're also going to talk about this amazing, unique feature that we've talked about before. The aquarium in his house. <laughs> the fish tank. Yeah, so we'll just get it out of the way. He sold it. it. This is a mansion in Las Vegas. He sold it for more than he bought it for. He purchased this estate back in 2017 for $6.5 million. He listed it and had to drop the price a couple times, but now he sold it for $7.5 million. So he made a, a $1 million profit, which seems pretty cool to me. I don't know. I'm not a famous NBA athlete, but that seems like a good price. But the other interesting thing about it, and if you have been a longtime listener of the House Party podcast, then you will know that we talked about DeMarcus Cousins way back in 2018 and the fact that he appeared on our favorite reality TV show, Tanked. False. That is not our favorite reality TV show. <laughs> However, it's a ridiculous television show because of how obsessed the homeowners are with fish tanks. You just said you want a parade of freaks. And Animal Planet has given you a parade of freaks. I mean, I wouldn't consider DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis freaks. I, I think they're just extremely wealthy, um, very passionate gentlemen who who can buy things like exotic fish tanks. Um, sure. But yeah, De DeMarcus Cousins was on Tanked in 2018. Um, I believe that he wanted to be on the show because he was jealous of Anthony Davis's tank. <laughs> and so he's like, I want a cooler tank than Anthony Davis. Um, and so he commissioned this insane custom tank for this Las Vegas house. Yeah. And I see I see our story did say it's not clear if it's staying for the next owner. Um, it's probable that the exotic fish swam away with the with the player. Probably, probably. I mean, the the tank itself will stay, but the fish, I'm sure. Because the tank is, like, mounted to the wall. So he has custom cut coral, 35 fish. Wow. Um, including dog face puffers, butterfly angelfish, and mustard tangs. And oh, okay. the total tank measures in at 16 feet long and 9 feet tall and holds 1,200 gallons. I mean, why not? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I mean, this house is not like, like, it's definitely swanky. It's definitely very like Las Vegas style. Um, it's not my design taste, um, but I think the fact that he 
was able to sell it for a decent price, uh, that definitely makes him a winner. DeMarcus Cousins a winner. And that's it for House Party. Thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to check out any of the stories that we talked about today, you can go to our show notes in your podcast app. Um, we will have links to all the stories we talked about. You can look at listing photos. You can learn more about these houses. Uh, we will also link to the New Yorker story that we talked about. Um, and if you have a few moments, please write us a review and give us a five-star rating that helps people find us. It spreads the word about our show and we really appreciate all of the feedback from you guys. Yeah, and if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us as well. We are podcast at realtor.com. That's singular, podcast at realtor.com. You can also find us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and our handle is at housepartypod on all three. We would love to hear from you on whatever platform is your jam. Yes. Thank you so much for hitting play, and we'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.